0: Hey everybody, this is Dave Hodges, I'm the host of the Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is Freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time, and we're really glad to be with you in this segment. We've got an exciting segment for you, as L.A. Marzulli is going to be joining us, and uh, you know, I'm sure all of you know who L.A. is, but we'll have him give a real brief background before we jump in. But before we join L.A., I want to let you know there's a couple of groups that make this program possible. One is you better have food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, tools, so forth. Well, we can help you with the food. It's 70% off right now for a short time up until Father's Day. You can also, well, let me tell you, the food is just terrific. Go to the website, preparewithdave.com, and you'll see restaurant quality, lots of variety, great sales prices. You can get started in smaller increments, although even FEMA and DHS are saying you better have six months. Preparewithdave.com is the place to go. We're also brought to you by Health Master's. Healthmasters, Masters, absolutely fantastic. Why? Well, let's put it this way. They've kept me off the operating table more than one time, and I've documented that through the years. Go to healthmasters.com, coupon code, code 5, and we're also brought to you by my good friend, Steve Quayle, Renaissance Precious Metals, and i tell you, I'm a customer, I'm a partner, Steve's a friend, but... Uh, <laughs> I put a lot of faith in Steve and he's converted a lot of my what I think will be soon to be worthless cash into precious metals, particularly gold. And you can simply go to stevequail.com and you'll see the link for Renaissance Precious Metals. You also see it on the com. Highly highly recommended because coming out of any crisis, there'll be people who are prepped and have their precious metals and there'll be people that are burning their cash in their fireplace because it's worth nothing. It's up to you. Renaissance Precious Metals. Well, you can hear L.A. chuckling in the background here. L.A., this is the first time we've had you on the Common Sense Show, and I can't believe we've gone this long without having you on. I really want to welcome the show. It's a great honor and privilege to have you on. And uh,
1: Well, the honor is all mine. Thanks for having me.
0: And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some things that some people might say are out of this world. And uh, (laughs) I have to say, it's a topic I've always been fascinated by, but I know there's a lot of, uh, let's put it this way, uh, winding turns. LA briefly, for people who may be hearing you for the first time, which I don't think will be too many, but there'll be a few... Tell them a little bit about your background and how you got to be interested in the things that you report on.
1: Well, I was um, <laughs> a. First of all, I'm 68 years old. The Beatles came out when I was 13 years old, and I was at Woodstock. I inhaled as deeply as possible. Um, I became. I left the Catholic Church. I was raised a Catholic and left at 13, uh, which co- sort of coincided with the Beatles coming on the scene. And I actually saw them live on Ed Sullivan, so it gives you an idea how old I am here. But um, I became uh, completely obsessed with uh, New Age mysticism, Carlos Castaneda's work, Eric Von Daniken's Cherish of the God was a life-changing book, uh, Peter Tonkin's Secrets of the Great Pyramid. I mean, this is what I was immersed in as a kid, still in my teens. And later on, in my early 20s, I uh, found a guru, had my third eye opened, and uh, uh, joined an ashram i mean i was em- immersed in eastern mysticism in new age ideas and when i was 12 i saw my first ufo and which was interesting so i was i was always there i was uh, th- that was my paradigm that was my world view and by the time i was 27 i had left all of that i became a self-proclaimed agnostic wondering where god was if he actually existed at all I didn't want anything to do with anything. Leave me alone. And I started reading books. Uh, Taylor Caldwell was a big influence. Dave Hunt was a big influence. And three years later, at the age of 30, um, I was alone in my room. I had just finished reading Dave Hunt's book on the cults. And at the end of the book, there's a little prayer. And I gave, I just said the prayer. I said, look, I don't know who you are, but if you're real, come into my life. And that was 39 years ago this June. And that, uh, that changed everything and people have no idea of what being born again is but it's not what they think if, if they're not born again they have no idea I had no idea and all I know is that uh, without that a person is doomed to live the rest of their life in the flesh and we're not flesh. yes we're flesh, but we're so much more than that we're spirit and the spirit interfaces with the flesh and we know that in my flesh is no good thing but in my spirit man is life and life and grace and mercy and goodness and that more abundantly so jesus is the truth the life and the way that might sound incredibly narrow-minded that might sound like i'm pumping my bible but i will say this to your to your listeners if they don't and here's the deal <laughs> as Steve <would> say, <laughs> but if you think you know him but you don't know him then you don't know him it's real simple <coughs> if there's no personal relationship With Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the anointed one, the one whom 300 prophecies uh, talk about him in great detail. Over thousands of years, these prophecies were penned. So if you don't know him, then you don't know. But he stands at the door of every man and woman and child's heart and knocks. And all a person needs to do is open. Contrast that with Eastern mysticism with endless chanting and meditation and this and that and the other thing, desperately trying to somehow be good enough to seek nirvana, which is nothingness. Contrast that with eternal life and a resurrected body with the risen Savior and 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 your loved ones who have gone before you. Contrast nirvana with the new Jerusalem, 1,500 miles, landing on planet Earth, 1,500 miles wide as it is high. Is it a pyramid? No one knows. But it's coming because that's in the book of Revelation and I believe that we are on the cusp of seeing some great changes
0: well, I think you're right I think there's absolutely no question but we live in a time of great deception and uh, it, it's a topic you know when we look at uh, ETs, the Pope uh, Oper- Project Bluebeam, all these things that are being thrown at us right now it's really confusing for the average person to get a handle on this get their mind wrapped around what's going on here, but we're living in a time right now, and I know you've been talking a lot about this, and I'd like to jump right into it. We live in a time right now of unprecedented disclosure from high public officials. Mm -hmm. And so, could you comment on that?
1: Oh, absolutely. I've been tracking this since December 2017. Um, I have been banging the drum on this relentlessly, and I am amazed, appalled, and and in some ways dismayed at the ambivalence, not only in the church, but in just average the average Joe on the street. In 2017, December of 2017, Tucker Carlson had a former F-18 pilot on his show. Now, this is not coast-to-coast with George Norris. This is Tucker Carlson, Fox News, mainstream primetime. That's it, okay? And it's a major conservative nation. Millions of people watch this thing every night. So he has this F-18 pilot on, former F-18 pilots, who had an encounter. And what's amazing is that it's a triptych. There are three panels that you're looking at. Tucker's on the left. In the middle is Commander David Fravor. And to the right of him is classified, or what was classified, footage of the actual UFO. The backstory story is this. Fravor was dispatched. The Navy had been looking at these things for over a week. They knew that they were there. They finally dispatched a bunch of F-18s out there to check it out. When Fravor got there, and he describes this in great detail, he's flying in a circle, and he finally cuts across the circle at this tic-tac object, which is hovering over the water. There's no rotor wash. There's no propulsion, um, no no wings, no, no anything like that. It's just this tic-tac-shaped object that's moving very rapidly um, from place to place. And they don't know what it is and as Fravor cuts across the circle to try to get a better look at this thing shoots out and away from him and Fravor says like a bullet out of a gun and in less than like a couple of seconds it's, it's, it's not visible anymore so he's got 50 miles of visibility give you an idea how fast this thing is going and when Fravor is asked on national TV what do you think it was Commander Fravor states and I quote whatever it was was not from this world. And that is disclosure. That is disclosure. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this, literally, I jumped up, I couldn't believe it. I called several people on the phone, we had lengthy discussion, Gary Stearman was one of them, and I figured the next day my phone would be ringing off the hook. Well, I had one email from a pastor, that was it. Um, basically, the Church slept right through that, just like they did uh, when, when the Supreme Court signed gay marriage as the law of the land, go figure and did basically nothing but a clerk in north carolina stood up and said i'm not, i'm not going with this and uh you know she was the only person that stood up the church uh will the man please come forward and receive the morning operate need i say more so that's 2017 we're now in 19. the thing i i ask people with commander david fravor how does someone like david fravor commander fravor get on tucker carlson he doesn't have a book he's written He's never been on any type of media that I'm aware of. Tucker was basically the first. He doesn't have a DVD he's selling. He's essentially, and I say this with all due respect, he's a nobody. No one. He has no public image. Like, like you, you know, between the two of us, we're out there all the time. People know who we are. We write yes. books, we do DVDs, we have shows, all this stuff. Okay? But Traver has none of that. And it begs the question, who calls him up on the phone. To Tucker's producers and say, Carlson, uh, we want this Commander Fravor guy on. Uh, how about next Tuesday? Will that work? Okay, great. Well, we'll have him on. We'll have him come on. And Tucker gets the notes, the misproducers. And he basically stated that UFOs used to be the things of, of conspiracy theorists, tinfoil hats, and we used to ridicule them. Maybe we shouldn't be doing it anymore. That's how he leads into the story. So since 2017, now 2019, it's like a year and a half later, about every three to five weeks, Tucker Carlson has a steady stream of guests discussing the burgeoning UFO phenomenon. <clears throat> Recently, and I blogged about this, Dave, you got to understand something. Uh, you can go back on my, on my blog, com and read it for yourself. But there was a blog I wrote and said it was a prediction. And I said, the next thing I predict, the next thing that they will do, they will trot out someone with maybe pictures of the Roswell crash. Well, it didn't actually come down that way, but it came close to that. And the next, I believe, the next thing that we will see will be either video or pictures of the debris. What happened was last Friday, and I have a thought on my chair again, Tucker Carlson has Luis Elizondo on his show. Yes. And they're discussing the whole, yeah, they're discussing the whole UFO phenomenon. And, you know, Luis is very articulate. Uh, He's sort of new on the scene. He's he's kind of risen through the ranks very quickly. sort of a spokesperson. And uh, Tucker Carlson asked him point blank. Do you know or do you think that the United States government, that the United States government has in their possession debris from a crash UFO? And Luis Elizondo states on the record that although he has an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, and he can't, you know, discuss it in great detail, he says yes. And that is the next rung on the ladder. We've gone from Commander David Framer looking at UFOs to Luis Elizondo stating on the record that the United States government has debris from crash. Down UFOs in their possession, and I would I would posit and state here emphatically that they have had it since the 1947 Roswell crash in New Mexico, when that stuff was carted up to uh, Wright Patterson Field.
0: There's one thing that bothers me about the Elizondo account, and I'm just drawing on my personal experience. I grew up in an intelligence family. We hung out with intelligence families. And my father gave me great disclosure in his final days, and I had to be quiet until my mom passed, or she would have lost everything because he signed. withdave.com, that's waterwithdave.com save 80 dollars for a short time and 450 is a security oath which means you forfeit all your assets if you reveal state secrets and you know i have a lot of intelligence contacts today and what elizondo did really runs contrary to what I mean, I, he didn't wake up one day and just say, "I think I'm going to go on Tucker Carlson and come real close exactly. if I violate my NDA." It just doesn't work that way, LA. I
1: agree. No, he he was given the go ahead. In my opinion, and yeah, that's, that's what I'm. That's, that's what, on, what I'm getting at. Tomorrow night,
0: there's an agenda. Yeah, on, there's on an agenda.
1: Show, yeah, absolutely, and he's part of it. He was given the go ahead. Uh, there's no, you know, you know, and I know, as someone who signs an NDA like that would never, would never make that kind of a mistake. No. On, on television? Are you kidding me? No. Saying emphatically yes? He did it because he was told to do so. He was trotted out on Fox News, and Tucker probably...
0: By calling Noble Gold at 877 646 5347.
1: Had the question given to him to ask, but well, that came out of left field. It just came out of left field. He was given that question to ask Elizondo, and Elizondo sort of feigned uneasiness, in my opinion. I'm a student of body language, and I watched him like a hawk. I've been repeated and watched that one segment several times to look at his body language. I think it stays, I think he knows. And this is all conjecture on my part. I could be 100% wrong, but it, I'm, that's why I call it a conjecture. It's a staged event. Tucker lobbed the softball question across the home plate, and Elizondo hits it out of the park. He says, emphatically, yes, I've seen the records, or, you know, we have, we have the records. And he was, it was the next rung on the ladder for disclosure. It was deliberate. The powers that be, i.e., the deep state, uh, know about all this stuff and they are rolling it out they're the ones that are in charge and what's amazing about this uh we talk about our president whom i love and think he's doing a great job but he's completely outside the loop on this he has no idea what's going on
0: none um, that's been the case for a lot of presidents but when i look at uh this elizondo character um It's interesting they're choosing Tucker Carlson as the vehicle of dissemination. See, that's another aspect of it, too. This is where I see this is all contrived. Because if you had, let's say, well, he's getting away with disclosing, so I think I'll do it, too. They're not all going to go to the same place. But that's what we see happening here. And there's one other thing that really got my attention. I wish I had the name of Elizondo's organization in front of me, but I remember in the title... Of his organization, it used the word threat, and right away, bing, on came the light, and I thought, uh-oh, Project Bluebeam—they're setting us up for a fake alien invasion because they're using the word threat in his alleged agency.
1: And and this is what's interesting—we've known about Bluebeam for you know a long, long time, and and the whole idea of the fake um, alien invasion. And, and I get that. And that that certainly is um, something that could come down. I mean, look, the, I, I don't trust the deep state. As, as far as I can throw them, there is an agenda it's Luciferian. Um, where they're trying to create a one world government had Hillary been elected, we would have been on the fast track to the new world order. And you know, the Father God had different plans. And basically threw a monkey wrench. A, a monkey wrench into the works mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was that, that was good verbiage but the bottom line is this that that certainly is a scenario and for the folks that don't understand this uh, Bluebeam and they've used this over in Iraq that they can create images in the sky they can they can make you look they can make you think you're looking at an alien invasion and you're not it, it's all holographic um, just like the mysterious cities appearing in China. A few years back same thing blue beam in my opinion they've got it they can make they can make stuff uh, apparently what, what i've read and i can't bet this in any way but during the iraqi invasion uh they had Mohammed appear in the sky telling the iraqi soldiers to yeah. throw down their weapons right so whether that's true or not i don't know um nothing would surprise me let's put it that way but the bottom line is this stay alien invasion or real alien invasion. That's a game changer. No matter what happens, it produces the same thing. If if a mile wide craft appears over New York City. It's over. It, it will be just like, you know, the silly TV shows that we see, but but they're not silly. They, they, they program people. And this is why look, it Turner Carlson. Can you imagine? Let's go back 50 years. Good night. Ch- good night, David, like Huntley <laughs> and Brinkley, right? Okay, let's go back 50 years to Huntley and Brinkley. Can you imagine if they had brought someone like Commander David Fravor on with the film about UFOs? Are you kidding me? 50 years ago, the entire public would have gone absolutely berserk, bananas over that. Are you kidding me? That's 50 years ago. And in 50 years, we've had so many movies We've got Star Trek. We've got Star Wars. We've got an endless... In fact, in my book, and people say, oh, we're just filling up space. No, I'm not. What I'm trying to do is show the American people, UFO Disclosure, the seven-year cover-up, that's the name of the new book, there's probably 15 pages of all the films and TV shows dealing with the alien question. And what that does, and that's all in the last 50 years, what that does is it conditions people. And the litmus test for this is Tucker Carlson in in 2019. (laughs) And and Luis Alessandro comes on the record and states emphatically, oh yeah, they've got the crash records. don't worry about it. Go back to sleep. But no one's awake anyway, and no one does anything. Are you flipping kidding me? So, I mean, I just, look, I look at where we are, and I am alarmed um, at the ambivalence, at the apathy in the church. Uh, my good friend, Mondo Gonzalez, who's part of our DNA retrieval team, he's an archaeologist, um, he saw that that my, my blog. And so Sunday, and bully for him, Sunday he talked about it from the pulpit. I think he ran the clip and showed, showed the people in his church what happened on Tucker Carlson. And he had a lot of positive feedback. People thanked him for alerting them to what was coming. Some people weren't so sure. They, well, I don't think it's evil. Maybe there is life out there. And of course, I believe that this whole thing is holographic. We live in a holographic universe, that these are interdimensional entities. They are not um, extraterrestrials from Zeta Reticuli or some other planet. They are interdimensional entities. So it—it it, look, it's complex. It's a Luciferian agenda. It's tied in with the end times. It's inexorably linked with and to um, the demonic, the whole uh, serpent deal, um, the new world order, the rise of the Antichrist, the one-world governmental system, the mark of the beast. It's all tied together.
0: Yeah, um, let me share this with you. friend of mine named Vance Davis, and we have been friends now since 1993, former NSA, attached to NATO, used to know senior non-com Robert O'Dean, who's made his own disclosure, senior non-com of NATO, I should say. And Vance told me very early on, he said, there's a war in the cosmos, and you can put a spiritual twist on it. Some don't. Some do. He said, the goal is the human soul to destroy God's creation, but they can't unlock it. And his training, he got this training with the NSA, and he said, in his training, he said, what they are doing now is trying to morph human beings into not being human since they can't touch the soul. Well, he's describing transhumanism before there was ever the term transhumanism. Um, how close is he to being right in your estimation?
1: He's 100% right. Our our work, and this is our work in the Watchers series with uh, director Richard Shaw and myself, uh, we produce 11 of these films and in that, we actually remove an implant from a person who allegedly was abducted when he was five years old. And this thing was in him for 40 years, so he was 45 mm-hmm. years old when we extracted this thing. And I had written about this in my book, The Cosmic Chess Match, and I posited that the mark of the beast is something far more sinister than any of us can imagine. Yes, it, it's a it's a mark and you buy, tra- you buy, sell, and trade, and I get that, and anyone without that can't buy, sell, or trade. Oh, I get that, I understand that. But it's so much more sinister it it, what it does is it will change the host dna you take the mark of the beast you cease to become human and there's that scripture in the book of revelation which talks about the the babylon trading in the souls of men and that's exactly what we see in modernity that is what's happening that is what these what these denizens what these intruders what these nefarious entities from another dimension are after they want the souls of men and what I believe, and i posited this, I've written about it, I've, I've yacked about it at conferences and in, in my books, and, you know, constantly talking about it. The implant, the mark of the beast, when they show up, when E.T., so allegedly E.T., which, of course, is demonic, when they show up, they will have things to give us. One thing will be that they will give us free energy, the energy that powers the saucers and the UFOs, zero-point energy. They will give that to humanity, which will revolutionize the globe. And so at first, they'll gain the entire trust of the world, because now we're in something, it's free energy. So the lifeblood of the planet right now is oil. All that changes with them, instantly changes with them. So, And they'll have the technology to implement that. So everybody looks at them as our saviors, they're benevolent. Perhaps they come at the end of like the Ezekiel 38 war, I don't know. That's what the late David Flynn used to posit. But they'll have something else. They will say, these these alleged invaders, they will say that they created all life on this planet, that they genetically manipulated early man. That they started the world's first civilizations and first religions. And now at this critical juncture in human history, they, E.T., are back to usher mankind into a, a new world, a golden age. And all you have to do is take this little implant. It'll, it'll upgrade your DNA. The line for this will go around the block. People will want it. You know why? Because they'll say, you will live disease-free between three and 500 years. Disease-free, three to five. It will elongate your lifespan, just like the days of Noah, which Jesus warned us. It will be like the days of Noah when he returns. And one of the dynamics that differentiates the days of Noah that any other time is the length of the lifespan. Remember, the DNA is changed. In the days of Noah, mankind will now only live two, right? 120 years. Right in the days of Noah. is still alive after the flood. When the Tower of Babel happens, and that's when the DNA change occurs. So, it's like the days of Noah, except it's not God that's doing it now, it's the fallen ones to, you know, weigh that little shiny object in front of people, which people will just die for. Oh, three to five hundred years, that's almost immortality. Well, where do I sign up for that? The problem is, when you take the mark, you wind up in a lake of fire. Not what I say, read the book of Revelation. You take the mark, you get grievous sores on your body. And there's no grace and mercy. And everywhere else in the biblical prophetic narrative, grace and mercy is always extended to every person on the planet. That no one would perish. You take the mark, there is no grace and mercy. Why? You become modern-day Nephilim. You cease to become Human, you're irredeemable. Your soul has been captured. And that should scare the daylight out of everyone who is listening to this conversation.
0: How can one be discerning enough to know what the mark of the beast exactly will be in that form so they know to avoid it?
1: Well, I, I personally, and I realize different people have different opinions on this, and that's fine. You know, I'm not going to argue that. I think the church. Is taken out before this, because that seven-year period, in my opinion, is a time of Jacob's trouble. It's it's not a time where, you know, the bride of Christ has to go through, in my opinion. But when you really think about it, there's one point, what, 1.8, 1.9, almost 2 billion Christians on the planet. How many of them are born again in spirit-filled? and Spirit-filled? Unless a person is born again and Spirit-filled, they're Christian in Christian name only. That's it. You know, Jesus talks about it himself. Unless you're born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. His word's not mine, so there's something going on here that unless a person is born again from above, born from above, his spirit is reconnected with Father God, then they're not then they're not connected. So the bottom line is, I don't think the church will be here, but there are what they what they call tribulation saints, saints people that go through the seven years and have that come to Jesus moment, as it were, during the seven years, and realize that this is this is reality, that they need to cling to the Savior. And many of them are killed, or guillotined, actually, according to the scripture, according to the prophecies, which
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges.
1: So I think that the closest thing that we've seen to it it, are these implants. And I'll tell you why. Whoever is producing the implants has spent an inordinate amount of time and effort to create these things. And it's a 40-year... Uh, evolution of these implants. In other words, when we look at what happened to the earliest implants, uh, and you go back to let's say 1999, which is the first one, so it's certainly not 40 years. But what I mean by 40 years is that implant was 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 put in to build not his real name, 40 years before we took it out. So Dr. Roger Lear started taking these things out in 97, 98, 99, right around in that that time frame. So. We know that the implants that were put 40 years ago, you can cut with a razor knife in a lab. And we did that. We were in seal lab. We cut the thing open. We looked at it under a scanning electron microscope. The newest ones, which was, this was implant 17, 16, was so hard, get this, Dave, was so hard that you couldn't cut it with a diamond saw, um, at you know, a, a, a diamond jeweler's saw. Dr. Roger Lear who passed away several years ago Was a good friend You have to take that He took that implant into a laboratory And had them cut it open with a laser beam So these things have evolved And whoever was doing it Has spent a great amount of time And effort uh, In in creating these things And you know This is not my first rodeo With people with implants Um, I've had uh, You know not hundreds but I've had many people come up to me and tell me the stories. I, I'll just tell you one. I had one woman that that told me she, you know, she was taken, and she knew she was taken. In fact, she's still being taken. And that's very troubling in itself. Um, and that's a three-hour conversation, which we don't have time for. But she told me that... Let me back up here. So her son has to go to school and all of a sudden she wakes up and the house is lit up and she thinks it's morning. She goes to the kitchen. She starts preparing breakfast and she looks at the clock and it's two thirty in the morning, but yet it's bright outside. Okay. This is called UFO brain fog. She goes back to bed. <laughs> okay. Guess who? Guess who was there? at 2.30 in the morning. Guess who lit up the house like daytime? And she goes back to bed. So she was an abductee. She's been taken numerous times in my opinion. And if she's listening, she should call me because so she knows who she is. And she knew she had an implant. And so one day she felt it and it's been there for a while and she just got tired of it. And she said it was above her right eye or her left eyebrow right in her forehead book of revelation anyone and she took a razor blade and cut her forehead and the thing plopped out in the sink and she flushed it down the sink oh. i asked her did you say it? She said, no oh. exactly
0: yeah
1: she said, no i flushed it on the sink so and i've had a, a man tell me exactly the same story he knew it was in his forehead took a razor blade and cut it out other people have had implants that have traveled. Dr. Roger Lear talks about this. They went in to get the thing, and the thing traveled up the arm. Um, when we got to there on on patient 17, it was switched off. We couldn't find it. It was cloaked. in one prayer, my prayer, in that operating room, let me give you the backstory. So there was a protocol that Dr. Roger Lear used uh, with his implant removal. First, he did an x-ray. If it doesn't show up on the x-ray, then you don't have an implant. The way it works. It's metallic. So, x-ray, then he would do a gauss meter to see if it was giving off a signal, uh, you know, a a magnetic signal, see if it was giving off a radio signal, which this one was, just like the gauss meter. The gauss meter gave a reading of about 8.0. Richard Shaw, the director of watchers, his battery pack gave off, uh, I think, 8.5 or 9.0 on the gauss meter fully charged battery with camera. So how can a little implant about the size of a grain of rice give off a gauss meter reading of 8.0? How is it possible? Well, it's not possible, and yet it's there. Same thing with the radio frequency. It was giving us a radio frequency. So then we went and we did a CAT scan. Sure enough, here's an object that's on a CAT scan. So it's not only one discipline, it's four or five disciplines. Finally, the last, the fifth discipline is we go, we do an ultrasound. Yep, there it is. And we were, we were in the operating theater with Dr. Matriciana. He looked at the x-ray, made a little magic marker X on the guy's leg, where the thing was, took the ultrasound wand. He found the thing within a minute. I'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks later, we arrive at the scene. There's two camera crews there. And by the way, this, this guy that produced the film, Patient 17, basically stole our work. And I, I'm saying it publicly because he did, even though he had permission from Dr. Roger Lear. And this is my beef with this. Richard gave him our footage. And I'm in the film, you hear my voice, but there's never any mention of us, or credit to us, we paid for the whole thing. We paid the doctors for the operation to make it all work. And we're never given any credit. But I digress. Okay. But that's patient 17. He's on Netflix, our version of the story we can't get on Netflix. Censorship? anyone, you tell me. So the bottom line is, what was that?
0: No, I I hear what you're saying. I Listen, there are so many yeah. charlatans out there that steal work and oh, then misinterpret. I've had people take oh, yeah. articles of mine uh, and splice one article to another and make it look like I'm saying something I'm not.
1: It's unbelievable. Fake news everywhere. So we're in the operating theater, and he makes the same little X. We've got, uh, like I said, two camera crews. We've got a big HD monitor, 15 people in a waiting room, watching the proceedings on a... H uh, D, you know, on a, on a big H D monitor thing. We've got nurses, we've got Dr. Matriciana's there, Dr. Roger Lear there, other people are there. I mean, it, it's a whole, it's a big deal for us. It really is, and it's exciting. And of course, Bill's laying on the, on the, on the, on the operating table, and uh, we're trying to find the object because before he starts cutting, he has to you know where the object is. So he makes a little X where, according to the X ray, and he takes the wand of the ultrasound machine and he goes over. The three by eight inch strip of flesh on this guy's leg, I mean it, for an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 15 minutes, he can't find it. He finally turns to Dr. Roger Lear and says, maybe we should go get another x-ray. And Dr. Lear goes, no, we found it before. We know where it is. We had found it two weeks earlier with the same ultrasound machine. Why can't we find it now? Now, for some of your listeners, they won't understand what I'm talking about. Many of them will. At this point, I get a tap on my shoulder from the spirit of a living God. And he speaks to me, and the Lord says, you need to take authority over this and do it now. I kind of go, whoa, I'm in a room full of non-believers, except for Richard. And I just say, guys, out loud. I go, guys, this is going to sound strange, but I'm going to pray and I'm going to do it now. I didn't ask for permission, because I'm in kindergarten, and people that have no idea of what reality really is, because they're not born again in spirit and I say that with all due respect. I love them as, as Christ would love them, to the best of my ability. But they're not awake yet. Unless a person is born again, they're not awake yet. They're just not. They're not dealing from the same deck that those of us who were spirit filled. And this is why we have a heart for the lost. This is why we, you know, we look at people like this when we try to tell them the good news. But I digress. So my prayer was simple, and it was this: Father. If there are forces which are cloaking this device, I pray that you would break their power and do it soon. Within a minute or two at the most, all of a sudden, from from out of nowhere, this object comes on the monitor. And we've got this big monitor that we're all looking at. And everybody goes, wow, what's that? Dr. Matriciana goes, that's the implant. At this point, Dr. Matriciana takes the, the wand of the ultrasound and taps it, looks at it, puts it back on and looks at the monitor sure enough it comes up again you can't figure out why it's showing up he's tapping it, putting it on, taking it off putting it on, taking it off, that type of deal he's trying to figure out why is it showing up now I did this for an hour and 20 minutes and he can't put it together that maybe, maybe that prayer was answered and the, the, the powers that were there that were cloaking that device were broken in the name of Jesus which is exactly what happened in my opinion so this implant whoever is doing it all that to say this they have spent an enormous amount of time and energy creating these things so much so and this is what this is what's very sobering to all of us who were in that operating room they knew what we were up to we were being monitored by them they knew exactly what we were about to do and they tried to shut it down one prayer Changed all of that. And that should be a real sobering uh, piece of information for your listeners.
0: No, that is very sobering. I was told recently by someone who had a pretty extensive intelligence background that his information led him to believe there were about 5,000 alien, or shall I say, alien types that are directing the New World Order on this planet. Do you think there's any legitimacy to that belief?
1: Well, they, they, can, they do shape-shift. Metisket's motto. Um, that's Russ Dizdard's favorite word. They they do shape-shift. They have the ability to appear as an angel of light. Um, there are reptilians, mantis-types, insecticides, tall white, grays, the tall grays, the, the troll-looking ones, and those are the ones that uh, we know about. So, you know, eight or nine or ten. Um, and I can... You know discuss all of those at, at length I don't think there's five thousand um not i think ty- that's not types not
0: types entities like, oh yeah, like oh, people oh, that, that was yes, easily in easily fact um Sorry. let me uh um, you know since we're there and yeah. you you had brought up uh, uh something really, really interesting. you said coming with the gifts will be free energy. And yeah. let, let me share with you something I was involved in. The same Vance Davis, NSA, Bill Pollock, uh, ex-contract CIA, Air Force Intel. The three of us were very tight, along with Ken Anderson, former astronaut. And the four of us had gotten together, and uh, Vance had had um, he had tapped into advanced, shall we say, science, and what we would call zero point energy or free energy. And sure. we approached Enron and actually had meetings with them more vance and bill and i was on the outside but they were going to create a community of free energy homes in the san luis valley in colorado i was part of this project and uh, this is when all hell broke loose for enron and they got accused of all kinds of things that i don't think they did and ken lay did not commit suicide i mean i know this for a fact and we still have some of the blueprints. Um, for this, and I think, and I wanted to run this by you, since you said free energy accompanies the deception, was it perhaps that Enron was too early with this disclosure and they had to stop it until they could use it for their own purpose?
1: Uh, that's you know I I don't have enough information to really weigh in on it, but based on what you're saying, the whole Enron thing, uh, frankly, I think he just disappeared. I think he staged his he, own death. He dead. did.
0: Um, he did. He's, he's that, still alive. Yeah that's the information we have too exactly right
1: yeah yeah he his he on death and disappeared
0: But if, guy. if you would have been a free energy guy and free energy accompanies whatever is going to come out to put us into a one world government so to speak um, they would have had to have stopped it and you know didn't this also happen to tesla and he was ostracized by the global elite and had to go to work for the navy because no one would have anything to do with him after that
1: well yeah i mean tesla had zero point energy i mean there's
0: exactly there's
1: all sorts of amazing apocryphal stories about tesla I actually wrote a screenplay um 20 years well, not 20 yeah almost 20 years ago i wrote a screenplay on tesla of course nothing ever happened to it but now there's a whole show on, on on tv about Tesla. so you know go figure right but um yeah i mean the bottom line is uh tesla had found zero point energy knew what it was uh widen cliff was was destroyed Because they didn't want it, you know, look, the powers that be, they want control, they want money, they want power, they want control of the masses, Uh, they want to be thought of as elites. And that's why, you know, the elites do what they do. They meet at the Bohemian Grove, or they, you know, meet over in Europe, and they and they plot and they continually plot like George Soros and others, uh, to create this one world, new world order. Uh, And they are being Governed and fueled by the Luciferian hierarchy, in my opinion. So when you say there's five thousand of them, absolutely. I have I have stories. Dave, from people that have been on the in, in the underground bases, had face-to-face contact with these entities, saw them working side by side. So-called, you know, grays, tall Whites, whatever. Um, we actually did this in our film in their own words, where we had a a couple of whistleblowers, you know, come on the record and tell us that uh they were there they were in an underground base and the guy wouldn't come on camera but you know we disguised his voice and disguised his face and uh, he talked about going under underground level after level after level and finally uh, when he saw this it was basically so revolting to him that see they trusted him and then he went through a whole period of debriefing which was not too pleasant uh, the other guy that came on the record, the son of his best friend uh, blurted out of the football game. I'm working with aliens. He couldn't he couldn't keep a secret. He had to tell his father. So you know, we keep getting reports like this. I can't vet them. But there's always a caveat. When I when I do vet when I do go with them. I'll just say this is what I've been told. and And the listener or the viewer will have to use their own discretion to whether there's any validity of it. I think there is, which is why I go with it. And the fact that Luis Elizondo, circling back the wagon here, states on Tucker Carlson that the United States government had <laughs> crash wreckage. You know, let's talk about Bob Lazar in the last three years. Right. I interviewed him, by the way, way back in, in 1997, 99, actually before that, I think 95. And um, when he had come out, I met him, interviewed him uh, at the little alien near Area 51. And uh, it was very interesting and he's never backed off his position in, in thirty years. It's just, that's what he did. It's it's uh that's what he saw and you know, he wasn't supposed to come out. You see in the nineties they would kill you. Um they would just they would you would die of cancer, brain hemorrhage, they have all sorts of ways, heart attack like the bright part, there's all sorts of ways of taking you out. But now they realize that no one cares. And you know, Marzulli, how many how many people really listen to Marzulli? You know? 100,000 people? Well, he got, you know, how many billions of people in the world? He's nothing. Don't worry about it. Not, not, not worth the, not worth the, the, the technology or whatever to, to snuff him out. Who cares? In fact, he's doing us a favor because he's talking about this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Great. So the game has changed. And now, now they're rolling it out. And my, my prediction, my, my second prediction was, was really close. I said they're going to try out someone who will tell us basically that Roswell was real. So, okay, it wasn't Roswell, but they basically they've got crash debris in their possession. So it's as close, you know, I'm not a prophet here, guys, but it's pretty doggone close. So my next thing is they will trot out someone who will have pictures of the wreckage. They will show maybe Roswell or some other crash site, and there are many of them, by the way. Maybe they'll go back to World War II with the Nazis and show something from the Black Forks, which was their Roswell. Maybe they'll show the Russian craft that was, uh, that was captured, which you can actually see on the internet. If it's fake, who knows? They're going to show us pictures at some point. And you know what? The American people will just do what they always do. And the churches, for the most part, won't say doodly squat. And that I find alarming.
0: That I couldn't agree with more. I totally agree with what you're saying. Been there, looked at it. Um, Let's uh, talk about how people can follow your good work. I know you're all over YouTube, despite the harassment, and you've got some books out. I know you're involved with some things with Steve. Let's take a few minutes and talk about that.
1: Well, the best place is uh, lamarzulli.net, lamarzulli.net. That's the main website. Uh, The new book, UFO Disclosure, the 70-year cover-up exposed, was written in response to Tucker Carlson and Commander David Traver that we talked about at the beginning of the hour. Um Omitrail of Nephilim is a seven hundred page, full color eight and a half by eleven uh book, which is which will be available sometime in July. We're we're doing a reprint. We're taking Omitrail On one, Omitrail Two, and putting them together. The new series, which is Omitrail of Nephilim Mysterious Mound Builders, um, Mathematical Mysteries of the Mound Builders, and episode three, which is coming out in July, which will talk about uh secrets of the supernatural voices from the other side. This has to do with the hidden history, which is global, and I'm in episode three. I begin to link it to the UFO or the UAP, air unidentified aerial phenomena, that's happening in modernity. So it's all it's all connected. LaMarzuli.net, LaMarzuli.net. There are lots of lots of resources there, and our YouTube channel is LaMarzuli.
0: And uh, what's your relationship with YouTube like? Because I can't imagine they're real happy with you because you tell the truth.
1: With, with who did you say? With YouTube. Um, I have been demonetized. So we have now have a sponsor, and I'd like to just uh, give a shout-out to Jingos, our sponsor. This stuff really does work, Com, And this stuff is great. We use it all the time here. We've got a, an elderly dog, Scooter Pie, and she pees on the carpet from time to time and jingles just gets rid of the stain and and everything else. So we have a sponsor. We no longer monetize anything on YouTube. Um, we did something on the Holocaust a while back. Um, and of course we were not suitable for all advertisers immediately, but we're not advertising. So they, they constantly monitor what we do. And it will just go to the next, the next level, which I believe will be soon. And they'll probably take down our channel as they do other, other channels. And, um, that's why, um, Christian media needs to find a platform other than YouTube because it's all censored. Uh, and the people that censor it, you have to ask yourself, you know, why does someone spewing hate to the, uh, to let's say the Israelis, how come, you know, how come uh, these the radical Islamic jihad sites are allowed to do what they do, but I'm not? Because I'm a conservative Christian? Whoa! Because I'm pro life instead of anti abortion? Whoa! Uh, and that's the thing. That's when we showed uh, the actual uh, what a, what a child looks like when it's ripped from ripped apart in a mother's womb, and and comes out in pieces. We showed that in one of my YouTube videos, and that was the one that got us in trouble. God so forbid we should show people what an abortion really looks like. 1.5 billion folks. 1.5 billion. That has changed the atmosphere over this planet, in a supernatural atmosphere. We are living. Uh, under an iron dome, under a Luciferian iron dome. we can still penetrate it by the blood of a lamb, but it takes prayer and fasting, in my opinion.
0: No, I couldn't agree with you more, and I also think it's part of what's behind God's judgment against this country. I agree. I agree. To me, people say, what would you turn back, Dave, if you could... And I said the one thing would be all the abortions because this is not pleasing in the eyes of God. And we need God's favor to meet these challenges. Well, we're just about out of time. And listen, I really, really appreciate having on us. This is the first time that L.A. has been on with us. And uh, L.A., I have to tell you, this was one of the quickest segments I have ever done. It was fascinating. And we should mention one thing before we go, and we've got about 15 seconds to do it. But uh, you're going to be at Steve's conference, from what I understand, in Branson in September.
1: Yeah, I can't wait.
0: And yeah, you can sign can up for Steve's conference at stevequail.com, and it will sell out. So, L.A., I'm looking forward to meeting you, but I'm hopeful I can get you back on here before we go to the conference. And I want to thank you so we'll much.
1: love to do it. Anytime. Thank
0: you so Anytime. much for joining you us, yourself. L.A. This was fascinating. Thank you. Take care.
1: God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it.